Now, it's the top five at five on the Rocon Show with Anna Tavlantis. Sponsored by the Hip and Knee Center, where they help you feel new again. Ready? Yes. Yes. Get on with it. Relax. No big deal. You don't have to get so crazy. We're going to get on with it. It is the top five at five. And uh, without any further ado... Number five. Here we go. An ominous warning from Democrats after they met with uh, President Trump at the White House today. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says President Trump told them that the partial shutdown of the government could continue for a long time as a fight over the president's border wall proposal continues. Bottom line is very simple. We made a plea to the president once again. Don't hold millions of Americans, hundreds of thousands of workers hostage. Open up the government and let's continue the discussion. We told the president we needed the government open. He resisted. In fact, he said he'd keep the government closed for a very long period of time, months or even years. Well, and uh, the president again yesterday saying that people people are behind him on this. When the polls show um, they are actually not behind him on this. And uh, just not good. And th- reports today coming out that some Senate Republicans are starting to say, you know what, uh, this, is, this is not good because they're, the House sent us a six-part package, everything we had said yes to a few weeks ago. And now we're going to say no. And this doesn't make sense. So no matter what the president is saying at this point, uh, when all that is holding the government back from being open is his insistence to get that $5 billion for the border wall, when, you know, they're, they're still going to fund Homeland Security through February, short term. I know it's uh, another one of those kick the can down the road things, but at some point, if you're a Republican, you have to say, listen, is it better for us? to show the American public that we're willing to negotiate, we're willing to open up the government, because right now it's not only the 800,000 federal employees that are in trouble, it's everybody who is uh, contracted with the federal government. All of those businesses are starting to suffer as well. So it is, uh, it is imperative that they figure out something. And if, you know, that the, the wall is going to be, he's going to live or die on this wall. And I have a feeling uh, the Democrats are not going to give in, and now there are going to be some cracks in the Republican stronghold, and that will change as well. Oh man, it just it gets worse and worse every day, and it's like, come on, one day, oh man, we're gonna we'll we'll hold out as long as we can. Okay, well, we'll see how that works come election time. Number four. Number four, Representative Rashida Tlaib from Michigan, who was sworn in earlier yesterday, is coming out of the gate swinging at President Trump, speaking to a crowd at a reception held by the progressive group Move On near Capitol Hill last night. The new congresswoman made a sharply worded pledge. People love you, and you win. And when your son looks at you and says, Mama, look, you won. Bullies don't win. And I said, baby, they don't. Because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the mother... Uh, that's an interesting thing to say to your son. Yeah. Well, sure. But uh, didn't your mom swear at you like that, Violetta? Negative. No. It is, uh, you know, I understand being all caught up in the moment, but, and I understand, you know, if that's how you feel, that's fine. But there is a certain level of decorum, I think, that uh, an elected official needs to demonstrate. To well, their especially when she's talking about a bully. Right. So if, if this is how you feel, and listen, 
There's a lot of people who feel that way for the way uh, the president has talked about women, the way he has talked about uh, immigration, the way he has talked about immigrants. Uh, a lot of people feel that way. But now you are in a responsible position. You represent the people in Michigan who brought you to office. Your sentiment is fine. You need to, at some point, you need to watch your wording because, unfortunately, or fortunately, that's that's what people will remember. That's what anybody who opposes your line of thinking, it makes you look less when you use that kind of profanity. We have another cut from the representative. Oh, from, oh the president is responding. to. The- well, I thought her comments were disgraceful. Uh, this is a person that I don't know. I assume she's new. Uh, I think she dishonored herself, and I think she dishonored her family. Using language like that in front of her son and whoever else was there, I thought that was a great dishonor to her and to her family. I thought it was highly disrespectful to the United States of America. I don't know if it was disrespectful to the entire country, but I will agree with the president that it was not it was not the best choice of words for an elected official. It was not it was not what you want your representative to say. Well, it just kind of took a turn too. like she was talking sweetly about her son. And then it was like, I didn't see that coming. Oh, we've got a couple more clips on this. Go ahead. Well, you can't impeach somebody that's doing a great job. That's the way I view it. I've probably done more in the first two years than any president, any administration in the history of our country. You look at tax cuts, you look at regulations, you look at what we've done for the vets, you look at the rebuilding of the military and the numbers that we're talking about and and many other things. I can give you a list. It's pages long. So I think it's very hard to impeach somebody who's done a great job. It's the first time the president is actually using that word. And I guess, hey, well, he has to because that was the word that was brought up by the uh, by the representative. We got more from the president. And we even talked about that today. I said, why don't you use this for impeachment? And Nancy said, we're not looking to impeach you. I said, that's good, Nancy. That's good. But you know what? You don't impeach people when they're doing a good job. And you don't impeach people when there was no collusion because there was no collusion. Uh, you know Russians better than I do, Kevin, okay? There was no collusion. I didn't need Russians to help me win Iowa. I didn't need Russians to help me win the great state of Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania. I won them because I went there and I campaigned hard. And my opponent didn't go there enough. And she lost. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Again, when you're, when you're trying to make a point... And it's, I don't care who you are. When you're trying to make a point and you start using profanity, you're never going to get that point across. And if the president uh, feels he's done a good job and he can't be, you can, you can impeach someone for one act. It doesn't have to be the entirety of their administration. A person can be impeached for one, one thing. And yes, that could discredit all the good you've done, but one mistake can get you out. So it has, Uh, Nothing to do with just one act. We will continue the top five at five in just a minute. But first, let's go to the newsroom. Kim, what do you got for 530? Brian, not one, but two triple transplants at a Chicago hospital. Will the Pacers cruise to a victory or will Markinen and the Bulls stop Indy in their tracks? Bulls, Pacers, tonight at 7, WGN-TV. Oh, my goodness. We are in the midst of uh, the top five at five. 
So let us commence, shall we? Number three. Number three. Netflix said 45 million subscriber accounts worldwide watched the Sandra Bullock thriller Bird Box during its first seven days on the service. The biggest first week success of any movie made for the company's nearly 12-year-old streaming service. Under no circumstance are you allowed to take off your blindfold. If I find that you have, I will hurt you. Do you understand? We have blankets, boy, you have your dog, girl, you have your kitty. This is just a place. There's nothing more that we need from it. Do you understand? Well, relax, Sandra. Lil Rel and uh, Travante Rhodes starred alongside Sandra Bullock in the Netflix hit, and Rel says he found Bullock to be hilarious on the set. She's hysterical, and she don't stop, which is very interesting. I'm like... She's way funnier than I thought she would be, actually. I'm like, so it was so funny. After we did the movie, I started watching stuff I saw, like, you know, like Miss Congeniality, you know what I mean? Just to be like, oh, yeah, she's hysterical. I remember seeing <laughs> it at the time, like, did they write that for her? Or she just, no, she's really no, funny. She's- there you go. I watched it. Um, hmm. Not impressed? I don't want to spoil it, but uh, yeah, not, uh, you know, if you've seen A Quiet Place, if you've seen other movies, like, you've seen it. Yeah, but yeah. I, I liked it. And I liked, Did you? I liked that it wasn't gory. It was just suspenseful. Yeah, but the, the end was... Um, yeah, I feel like... No spoiling. But uh, as I heard Brian say, it might just be because they're planning on doing more. So this laid down the groundwork. Yeah, but I, I don't... Listen, I don't want to watch a movie that's just laying groundwork for another movie. I want to watch a movie that has a story with a beginning, middle, end. And if there is... If there is a way to to do another movie, a sequel, then that's fine. But I don't want you to make me sit through two hours and five minutes just because you're laying the groundwork. Yeah, trying to get me to watch something else for another two hours and five minutes. Boo! Uh, But I'm one of the uh, I'm one of the suckers. I bought into the hype. I watched it. I could believe it. Uh, Will I be watching the Oscars? I don't know. But uh, I don't know if uh, Kevin Hart is going to be the host. Number two. Kevin Hart and Ellen DeGeneres had what Ellen calls a quote incredible and honest conversation end quote about Hart's reasons for stepping down as host of the Oscars that aired today on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Hart made the decision after ten year old homophobic tweets of his were unearthed for which the Motion Picture Academy said he needed to apologize before he could host the Academy Awards. Hart declined, saying he'd already apologized, and he didn't want to legitimize what he viewed as a personal attack by whomever unearthed the tweets. I don't know who follows me or who doesn't. I'm on social media every day. I got over 40,000 tweets. To go through 40,000 tweets to get back to 2008, that's an attack. That's a malicious attack. On my character. That's an attack to end me. That's not an attack to just stop the Oscars. This is what I want people to understand. That's an attack to end me. Yeah, it makes sense. And I, I'm I'm with him hundred uh, percent. because you you know, your views can evolve over a decade. If they don't evolve over a decade, you got problems. But your views can evolve. We hear a little more from Kevin. This was to destroy me. This was to end all partnerships, all brand relationships, all investment opportunities, studio relationships, my production company and the people that work underneath me. This was to damage the lives that have been invested in me. It's bigger than just the Oscars. It's about the individuals that are out there now that are finding success and damage. 
Yeah, listen, uh, when I used to do stand-up, there's things that I talked about when I was new, jokes that I would never make now. You know why? Because I'm, I'm older, I'm hopefully a little bit smarter, and I'm a little more compassionate than I used to be back then. And as I'm sure Kevin Hart is, or I hope he is, and a lot of people, if you go back, I, I challenge you to go back on yourself 10 years ago and see if you said something that you're not ashamed of. Because we all have. Uh, and thank God there was no social media. You know, for a lot of people. So, you know, good for him. And I know Ellen had taped this and then the producers, they were going to run it next week. But it was one of those things that uh, they thought was important enough to air today. And then, of course, Ellen was taking a huge, oh, man, social media turned on Ellen. Everybody loves Ellen. Uh, Social media turned on her because she was, you know. Uh, she told Kevin Hart that he should go back and host the Oscars, and she uh, she understood and, and accepted the apology and knew that he had, uh, <sighs> I don't know. It's uh, it's crazy. Let the internet do whatever. <laughs> Let the internet Number one. Number one. Every time a new season of The Bachelor rolls around, contestants do seriously out their things to get the attention of their potential future mate. From the looks of it, uh, in the previews, this year's no exception, contestant Brianna, who goes by Bree, had a very interesting tactic for getting Colton's attention. Uh, this is next-level con artist activity. Colton, what's your name? Bree. Bree. So nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. You got a nice accent. <laughs> Where are you from? Um, the accent is Australian. I was hoping that you're kind of a sucker for accents. I, I didn't am. know what you think about it. I love it. I'll see you inside, all right? Okay, all sounds right, good. I'm not really Australian, but you have to do what you can to stand out. <laughs> what? <laughs> she just yeah, faked an Australian she accent? She faked an Australian accent to lure her man into her web. She but lured then, her in. But, but What is she going to drop it? I don't, well, she she's dropped it in the... Is that a confessional? I, I will say I've never seen an episode of The Bachelor, so I don't know how this works. Oh, that was the conf- that was in the confessional when she dropped it. Yeah, she should have kept it as a secret, like until yes. the final episode. Until she got the rose, and then hello, no, ha ha! I'm not really from Australia. I'm, I'm from, saying uh, like months down the road. Sure. Oh, after they've been together. Yeah. Really? I mean, if you're gonna lie, <laughs> lie. But what about now? I do they take them? Do they go home like they used to do on American Idol? If they get down to the final couple, do they go back to you know? Yeah, they go to the family hometown visit. Well, that's, you know, if they go to, uh, you know, for Your the whole visit. Your are going to like you anyway. Who cares if you lied in the beginning? Mm, well, yeah, but Come if you, on now. Come on. Where are you from? Oh, they go to the bachelor's house. They don't go to the, the woman's house? No. They oh, the okay. At some, at some point, uh, this that's how you is going to be uncovered. Yeah, with a giant lie. Oh, well, and you guys think that starting on the show is just based on true love? Well, no, no. but still, I mean, you can't, you can't take it that much further. Can you? No, the whole, thing, the whole thing is awful. It's uh, very, very distasteful. Yeah. But, the, ne- the next minute of that I watch will be the first. But I tell you what, I do like the Australian accent. I'm not going to lie to you. That's, uh, yeah, so that, that's why it'd be, a, it'd be a bummer if you found out that it wasn't really true. Right, exactly. It'd be like if Violetta was, uh, you know, had some uh, wonderful English accent or something, and she did her traffic reports as this thing, and then you met Violetta out on the street, and she was like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, it's me, Violetta. This is how I really talk. We got traffic. What? <laughs> where's the, where's the, uh, the British girl who does traffic all the time? Hey, she, it's a creation of my mind. But, you know, she's pretty good at the accent. She's so great at the accent. Maybe he'll just say, you know, okay. Yeah, just continue talking. Shh, I don't want to hear your real voice. <laughs> Bree Bree? No, no. It's all Australian. That's it. Just no, no. It's all Australian all the time. Toss a shrimp on the Barbie and say something sexy to me. 
The Top 5 at 5. All right, and on that note, we head to the newsroom. It's 5.30 on 720 WGN. The Canarble Wagon rolls on the other side with the folks from Make Room for Truman from Park Ridge. That's on the other side. But right now, these, uh, this news report is sponsored by Penny Mustard Furnishings. Here's Kim Gordon. 